DJ, drop a beat. Not another podcast. 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 Those people are the freaks, man. They're hookers, so it's fine. James. Meth is a hell of a drug. Okay, bitch, it's on. Price. You know what really grinds my gears? I bet they're Brazilianaires. Samantha. Get out now or sting, get weird. When we're really <laughs> desperate, we put our hands underneath his balls. Big Jim. I know my way around a joke. Been shaving your own pubic hair for years? No, I've just been collecting it. I'm not weird. Danny. Don't want to sound like a dick or nothing. Had an expansive bookmark collection. What the hell is wrong with you people? Not another podcast. That's just you know, the parasite. Oh, Samantha's here. Shut up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> Don't mention what you know with your fantasy. I would told you that in confidence. <clears throat> your face okay. is in confidence. It is. Shots fired. Broken confidence. <laughs> Ooh, that's mine too. Name of the show, Broken Confidence. Broken Confidence. Right out the gate. Dibs <laughs> on the bad name. Was the other one Prison Collegiate? Prison Collegiate. <laughs> yeah, that was. We were talking about Professor Doctor. Uh, Mister. Mister. Big Thunderdick. Thunder. Thank you, Big Dick. Thank you for the boobs. That was that was very. You're nice, welcome. Was, just You're wow. Mighty today. Just right. Oh my. <laughs> so the vaginal dentata isn't enough. We got to have it on the boobs too. Good. How, how, how nature says, just put her coffee down. Don't make eye contact and back the fuck away. Resticular dentata. There, yes. <laughs> There's the episode <laughs> title. <laughs> Resticular dentata. Them mammy m- memory glands are sharp. Well, they had those bullet bras back in like the fifties. Which is like, do you want your tits to look like they can put someone's eye out? They're Jeez, in the 80s, anyway. every girl was wearing the leather bustiers with the spikes. Thanks, Madonna. I was, oh, you stole it. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. going to say, thanks, Madonna. <laughs> I had her, um, her I metal- was thinking Lita Ford, but okay. Ooh. Oh, and another one who I wished would have posed, you know, for provocative, get tasteful nudes. But uh, I had Madonna's metal bound I... sex book. That was like $50 that she came out with like in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Uh, Can I just tell you as an adolescent boy Mm -hmm. um, how difficult it is to attempt to pleasure oneself (laughs) while holding about a 10 pound metal. So like most of most of the tender bits are exposed at this point. Right. So I'm trying to hold this thing. It's like sheet metal, too. It's not. There's no like you know, like like rubber stoppers on the corners. Like you could put a you know a scrot out with one of these things <laughs> if you're not careful. So you gotta learn how yeah. to prop your material up, dude. Well, I eventually got a lectern and that made things a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> got a pulpit. Shirt <laughs> was not pleased with my behavior, but I mean, job done. Check. <laughs> that works. That works. <laughs> so is it just we four today yes uh unfortunately david had to cancel his his work through him some extra stuff and they said do it now and he said but the podcast and they said fuck you and your podcast well it doesn't have to lie to me to save my feelings i know he doesn't want to be here but i was talking about bryce uh Ooh, i didn't same. even hear anything from bryce and i sent the the link out to Travis and haven't heard from him. So I'm thinking it might just be the four of us. So uh, who do you want to talk about first? 
Well, I mean, we could talk all <laughs> this the shit about David, but I mean, no, I promised David we would not um, talk shit about him until he was on the podcast to um, take it. Well, you got to ruin my good time, dude. Because I figure if we're going to talk shit about someone, let's do it to their face. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, save that heat for when you know they can. You can see it in their face as the reaction slowly sinks. You don't want that like secondhand. Yeah, you want to see their soul die. <laughs> yeah. Oh, much like what we do to Jim most of the time. Uh, yeah, you're. It's like kicking a bearskin rug. Bear ain't gonna feel it. Right. <laughs> what we do to Jim is between us and Jim. Yeah, and That's my fair. therapist. That's fair. But you I brought your therapist that, into this. No. I hope you. Paid I will say enough. that Travis, uh, Travis has been a, a welcome addition. Uh, I've greatly enjoyed his uh, being shocked and appalled by how we choose to burn an hour every week <laughs> and buying shit that we talk about. He's like, okay, this is my this is my barrel of monkeys. All right, I I feel he's a good candidate for branding so that we don't you know lose him. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Travis is good people. He and I um, are currently um, working on what we hope to sell to Hulu, uh, a sort of office style uh, show following a um, mid-level Yacht Rock cover band. And we're going to call it Hits Ahoy. Is that the name of the band also? Yes. Okay. I love it. <laughs> it's a boy. All right. Uh, yeah, we came up with it over a um, <laughs> online video game session where we were playing golf. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, we it had us laughing for days. I feel like I need to say, um, James saying this out loud, it is copyright and it, he, it belongs to him and Travis. No it, is, it is copyright. Don't even. It is a copyrighted misfits programming. Thank you. It is a, a representative of not it is copyright under two guys from Duluth production. So, well, there's, I mean, that's such a common production company. Name. <laughs> Duluth being the hotbed that it is. I mean, <laughs> you're going to get lost in a thicket, my friend. Um, yeah, no, I, I kind of feel though, this is not unlike when Adam Sandler decides to do a film project. He'll like, he picks these exotic, like tropical locales for a lot of his movies because he has the ability to do that. He's like, uh, how about a numb shit in this situation on a tropical island? So I'm thinking this Yacht Rock thing, if, if you know, when Hulu smartens up and decides that they're going to actually do that yeah, uh, and, and give you guys the green light. Now, this is just your bullshit excuse to lounge on like expensive yachts <laughs> and enjoy high-end catered food. We've got uh, currently we have a character list put together and we've got like a show synopsis. So uh, within the coming weeks, hopefully he and I are going to get together and actually sit down and kind of write a full-on treatment uh, and sketch out at least the first season. Um well, if you need a, a character who um, is like kind of world savvy and has like just pearls of wisdom and may or may not resemble Kevin Smith, if you need a guy that that kind of like that's the criteria, I happen I think that would be a good addition. Can you sing like Michael McDonald? 
uh, there's a steady paycheck in it. I'll sing any fucking song you want. Because okay. I'm like, I, I'll take any job on this year show. <laughs> take your shirt off. You want to be a star, don't you? <laughs> do I? Do I have to? Citrus, <laughs> you're like, no, Mr. Willie. Please, just put it. Put the shirt back on. Put it, maybe, please. Please. Maybe this coat too, and a, and a. Do we have a cloak? <laughs> get a, get a cl- you can find a cl- find a cloak. A blanket. Just pull the tarp. curtains off the wall. <laughs> that sail, just rip it right down. Bottle of bleach for my eyes. Anything. Do I have the part? Sure. But yeah, uh, Travis. Travis shared it with a uh, uh, a longtime creative partner of his, and uh, he he then proclaimed that Travis and I, when we get together and and write, we have this gift, and Travis and I both think it's a curse. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I, I decide we're going to split the point. difference and call it a cursed gift. There you go. A minor inconvenience. <laughs> I like girfed. Gift or girfed? Ooh. <laughs> girfed. You've been girfed. Girfed Gerf. productions. It's girfed. God, I'm back in prison. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been girfed. I guess that's better than being gymmed. No, no. Uh, you depends on you what you gym after you girfed. You have a gym after you've been girfed. You if go. you've been girfed properly, yeah. And that otherwise is really you're good. just left crying in the corner. Yeah, and that's called a Danny. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Accurate, hurtful, just but accurate. yeah. Thank you. I love you. I'm just kidding. I'm glad how half of us are enjoying this. Yeah, I'm feeling the love. Yeah. It was just so quick. <laughs> that is, in fact, is what Dr. Professor Mr. Thundercock Thunderdick. Thundercock's his cousin. Yeah, Thundercock had his license revoked. Tragically. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're appealing. He didn't, but go, he didn't go to prison, prison collegiate. Prison? They did not go to prison. He didn't go to prison. It's a Mexican prison. Oh, how dare you! <laughs> Only we can say that. Look, keep it up, and you're going to end up, Danny. There are worse things to be. It's true. Do we have a topic, or is this? I thought we were on it. Okay. <laughs> well, that's a hard no, my friend. <laughs> Oh, hard. Prison reform no. and just shaming your friends. Uh, <laughs> what do you What do you guys think of plastic surgery? Like as an occupation, or no, just in general, like someone going to get plastic surgery. I what are your thoughts? Like it has a benefit for you know if someone's been in an accident or has had to have a medical procedure, and you know that's left them. Um, uh, uncomfortable with how they, they see themselves. Uh, I see the benefit there. On the other side of that massive coin is are the people that treat it like, you know, they're going clothes shopping, but they're fucking with their features uh, in, in that kind of way. See, I, I, I feel a little bit differently about it uh, in the respects that it's like, I personally, it's not something I really would ever do. Or you could it's kind of one of those things where, well, no, definitely not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but it's one of those things where I just like, if you're not happy with your outward appearance and it makes you feel good to change it then do it to it. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, 
you know, those folks who spend, you know, millions of dollars on facial reconstruction to try to look perfect. It's like at some point, somebody needs to take them aside and go, you looked fine. You look good now. Maybe stop. See, I am. You're starting to look like a weird cartoon creation. I'm kind of split in in that. um, Like Jim, I think that it can be helpful uh not just not just for people who've had you know accidents or you know need it for reconstruction purposes or anything like that but just as you know people who suffer from self-confidence and can afford it sure that's if that's your jam go for it at the same time i think it's largely sexist in that it's it seems targeted primarily to women and primarily what? to aging women how dare you and i think that the people who go you know full-on crazy with it and their friends are like oh you look great those are the real fucking criminals because you know if you're a true fan and and your your lady comes comes back with like fucking clown lips and face pulled like i will counterpoint that though in the respect you went too far and don't get me wrong for my personal taste yes you're absolutely right however i I would be remiss if i didn't you know fully support one of my friends in their self-modification um to a point i mean if it becomes unhealthy like it makes it impossible for them to eat solid foods i might be like dude Maybe, Maybe six tongue piercings is a bit excessive. A little bit, say, but you know, I mean, again, I, I'm never one to really tell people that I disagree with their choices about what they do to themselves for their own, you know, self image worth and things like that. And honestly, for me, I just, I guess me and plastic surgery have always fallen into the category of, I don't really care. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it. Brownie points to you. You know, God bless you and Godspeed. But no, I think it is. I, I, don't I really think give Danny, a fuck. You're right. I think it's largely a personal choice, just like anything else, like a tattoo or a piercing or anything like that. Essentially, it is body modification. Um, so really, like it should like, have also a medical, like a, a mental health evaluation at a certain point. I yes think that and no. When you're, when you're when you're basically turning yourself into a cat, well, or like trying to, or you're freaking Michael change, Jackson, where you're, you're trying you to know, make yourself look like Michael Jackson. Like Michael well, Jackson wanted to look like Peter Pan, and people wanted to look like Michael Jackson. Like that to me is essentially saying there is something very deep rooted in your past or in your way of seeing yourself. So that you cannot stand the look of yourself because every time you see that image of how you look currently, you're flashing back to that trauma. And so you're, you're trying desperately to alter that in such ways so that you become unrecognizable. I'm not saying that's true of everyone, but I'm saying that when it gets to a point, you should have to have a, a, a licensed and accredited mental health specialist be like, this is okay, or this is unnecessary. I think when it comes to, yeah, those, 
Yeah, I agree. I think when it comes to those really heavy modifications, like if you go in and you're just like, oh, I want my nose done or a little nip and a tuck here, you yeah. know, whatever. But when it comes to like really heavy duty, um, regardless of what it is, it can be like, you know, the lizard man putting the, the bumps in his, on his forehead, you know, what, um, under his skin. yeah. So something heavy like that, or if you're, um, transitioning, which is really heavy. Um, uh, and that's a lot of surgery. So it's like, you have to be physically, capable and emotionally and mentally capable and to take those on. Um, so I think when it, yeah, when it gets into those heavy modifications, like you're doing big changes, like your mental health has to be forefront mm -hmm. yeah. and getting yourself right because surgery can put you into a big depression. Like a lot of people crash afterwards. Um, yeah. And a lot of people have reactions to not looking like themselves anymore. And, yeah. you know, having that mental health aspect put forward is a huge, like, is a big positive towards that, you know, See, whatever that, change that you're was, making. That was a point I was going to bring up. And I guess, you know, not trying to what, what type of argument is that like straw man or whatever, but I guess it kind of comes down to the same concept of when people aren't happy with their gender and wish to change it. Um, you know, I mean, the idea of subjecting them to mental health implies that there's something inherently wrong with that decision. And I can't Think really so? get behind it because no, it's clearly it's not, it's just, you're not happy with how you was born and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, no, and that's I guess not what that's I'm where saying. it's a slippery slope because plastic surgery is such a broad statement for, you know, folks who just want to improve on the original, I guess. But that's when it, when it comes to the mental health aspect, it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with them. It's just that they're in a mental place where they can handle such big changes. No, I get that. And how to that. do it in a healthy manner and to move forward in a healthy manner. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with them. It's just giving them the tools to make sure that, they can handle potentially a crash afterwards, or they can right. handle looking different and making that transition easier for them. It's not about, and there's nothing wrong with them right? or with someone who that, wants to do uh, that. I'll also say that um, straw man is probably the worst member of the MCU. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm looking but, forward to I can't remember the there. arguing technique where you basically <laughs> blow something out of proportion by utilizing, you know, the most uh, thread worthy topic to bring up to shoot down an argument i i can't stand that style of argument so, but it was and, and i'm curious sam as to why pray tell that's why that's awesome. exactly what i was gonna say so why this is on my mind right now is i went down a youtube rabbit hole and i found this one youtuber named luxaria who does like reactions and she has been <laughs> going through all these plastic surgery shows and like what james said um it is geared towards women a lot of the times. Um, and it, there's one show that I did watch when it was airing and it was, it's fucking insane, but it's called bridal plasty. And she goes through the whole season and watches it. And then there's another show that I've never heard of. It came out when I went the year I went to boot camp, So it's just never heard of it. It, it lasted like two seasons, two or three, maybe, but it's called the swan. And I'm going through the swan right now and like watching. Oh, I remember the swan. Yeah. I think I remember it too. They take this woman, they did they usually women two women. Usually women. Yeah. And oh yeah, it's like, been all women so far. It's essentially she's all that 
but like in a TV show version where like, oh, she's got paint on her overalls and her hair's in a ponytail. <laughs> yeah, get, let us give her a makeover and like all this expensive plastic surgery. And then at the end, she gets to debut herself to all of her friends and family who, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a very, it was a very, I would say, toxic show. Oh, that, both of uh, them are toxic as shit. But you can't just glom over bridal plasty, which is that like where you have a, a woman. Okay. Like, like, Let me explain like, what bridal plasty is. Like it's eight women, I believe it was eight to 10 women are in a are house. welded together. <laughs> this is not you human have my attention. Um, human bridepede. Um, <laughs> watch that <laughs> show. I would watch that show. Yes, I would fucking buy, <laughs> shut up and take my money. <laughs> When is it Pitch on? Slap who? <laughs> Shut up! Human Bridepede is on. <laughs> I don't care if my first child's being born. <laughs> the so middle segment's going on their honeymoon. How are the head and tail going to deal with it? You have two have more episodes these... before the end of the season. And how is the middle <laughs> section going to consummate? This is so weird. <laughs> it really is. Um, so. Oh, I just had a mental image that is going to scar me for life. Um, so way too long in this station. Oh, it's it's moving, along. <laughs> it moving along. Next one. So bridal classy is like eight to 10 women. I can't remember how many they started with. Um, they're all engaged and they are in a competition elimination show where they get plastic surgery to become the quote perfect bride. And they do challenges where they win things for their wedding along the way. And the last person standing gets everything is going to have this perfect wedding um, paid for, and it's going to have the head to toe plastic surgery. They all have a plastic surgery wish list. It's so fucked. But if they win, if they're like top bride that week, they get to choose a plastic surgery off of their wish list. So then <laughs> they go and get their plastic surgery. Then they're safe for two weeks because there's like recovery time. And um, yeah, it's catty and petty. And it's just seriously the drama they manufacture in that show is fucking captivating. And I was like, <gasps> so, but seriously, watching this YouTube channel, Xeria is like watching these shows with a good friend. So highly recommend, but we, I just started the swan, which every episode they take two women, mm-hmm. they tell us their sob stories and then they do a whole head to toe plastic surgery, dental surgery, um, liposuction, just fucking everything. Um, they do the thing where like they're standing there and then like, you know, like uh, uh, the $6 million man, they just start having like, like this is wrong. This is wrong. This is yeah, wrong. This is yeah. wrong. This is bad. These are not symmetrical. And you're like, wow, much. I had no idea I should be this much harder on myself from looking like a oh, fucking goblin. It's terrible. But the craziest yeah. part is each episode, one of those two women will be deemed like the most beautiful. And then they go on to the pageant, which at the end, there's going to be a pageant uh, where one of them will be called, will be named the Swan. And then they get like a modeling contract or something. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this show? And it's so depressing and sad. And that's why I bring up like the mental health stuff is a lot of these women have things to deal with that they need to get their heads right but they're going into this heavy ass surgery getting head to toe and they're not allowed to see it themselves for three months so they're doing full body transformation diet overhaul exercise overhaul they're, they'll see a therapist like once a week um which you know cool they you know they're dealing with some of their mental health stuff but 
oh my God. And then after three months of not seeing yourself, there are no mirrors in this place. Then suddenly they're all glammed and dolled up and then their mirror is presented to them and then they see themselves for the first time. I, yeah, I couldn't imagine. And the horrifying screams these women give echo in Valhalla. It's insanity. <laughs> so like... It's like Room Raiders, yeah. but like with your face and body. So it's, you better really hope you like what they did. Because when they do uh, the big Uh-huh. Oh, no. See, I, it's crazy. I can't do reality TV anyway. That, that See, but, yeah, but like plastic surgery with reality TV, like there's a reason that that type of show hasn't lasted past the early 2000s. <laughs> Well, well yeah. there was a. Did you guys see that? That was it. There was a tattoo show. Oh yeah, yeah, tattoo far or some bullshit like that, where it's like or fix two... my tat or no, no, no. There was there was a fix my tat. It was because I saw assholes. an episode. I was like, well, no, I think he's talking about one where somebody else gets to choose something that gets tattooed on you, yeah. and Hell then no. you don't get to see it until it's done. And mm. then there's a story behind it, and I'm not gonna lie, there was some hardcore trolling going on in that show, which made this for one, some great yeah. clip worthiness. This one guy got his belly button uh, was utilized as the anus for a cat that was then tattooed onto their stomach. I've seen that tattoo before. I've right? seen people willingly like get that a, tattoo. It was a meme or some shit, or, or or but yeah, this guy like legit is like staring down at this thing that is now on his body permanently. Yeah, and like that's not even the worst of the, that I've seen. But <laughs> yeah, it's like oh my you God. shouldn't be fucking around with your body and and marketing it. Or well, I mean, I know I know this sounds like a bit of a naive kind of a take on things. Well, yeah, but. It is that type of toxic entertainment that used to be so common. I watched, uh, speaking of YouTube channels, <laughs> I found this one guy. Uh, God, I can't remember his name at the top of my head. Chris something or other. And uh, he is essentially like a millennial. And he's going back and doing reaction uh, videos to the stuff that we used to watch on MTV and MTV2, like Next and yeah. uh, all those things where it's like, it, it should have just been called like superficial bags of human garbage. Try yeah. to fuck. But they had to shorten it. So they just shortened <laughs> the next. Yeah. And yeah. that was like, yeah, they would be able to like uh, go through, like it would be like a, a girl and a bunch of guys and the guys would have to try and woo her as best as they could. And if uh, they managed to get so far. Existential xenophobic teamwork. What led me yeah. to this channel was That's I was not. watching, I used to love what America's happened? Next Top Model. So, and then a lot of YouTube you know channels. Tyra Banks. She I know, also. right? <laughs> a lot of YouTube channels are going back and like re-watching and reacting to things. So I was like, oh, let's go back and see what it is. And I was like, oh my God, like how problematic it was. Like three times they've done like race and ethnicity swapping and it's really fucking weird. And uh, it's just oh and then that led me to this other channel that led me to this other channel that then led me to the plastic surgery reactions sam let me just it's why don't so we just cut to the end sam what's the problem here <laughs> all right so um, this is a cry for i mean you know this that was a hellish rabbit hole you went down that was like a watership <laughs> down fucking rabbit hole all right i got a like question good, for you all. bad rabbit hole go ahead <laughs> 
given the free pass, what's one thing you would get surgically altered about yourself? We haven't heard from James in a second. You want a moment to think? Yeah. Now, is this something that I can change or something that I can have put, you know, or like, like, so basically the rule is, is that nature wouldn't provide it. Um, Wolverine. So I I don't know that I will necessarily accept (laughs) uh, fantasy things, but I also Uh, would say, I'm sorry. Like, let me, let me start off. The only thing I would surgically change about me is I would fix my hairline. I would get those fucking hair treatments to get my hairline back from, you know, 20 years ago. That's about it. Okay. You know, Danny, I think I'm with you. I think of all the things that I I could, because I can lose weight. I I just have to work out. The, The one thing I can't fix is my hairline. I'd fix my hair. Yep. I was doing some, like a full grown man. Let me go ahead and use the sentence. I was making some TikTok videos recently. <laughs> Wash me in your judgment. Wash, bathe me. Get hey, I make TikTok videos. I don't judge. It's all good. Well, Judging when you silently. did yours, when you were like trying to do a transitional one and you got the camera up and you're like, wow, there is like all skin and no hair up there now. Mm-hmm. Like I, I moved it a certain way. I'm like, what? Is it a filter? What the fuck? Is it the Daddy Warbucks filter? Like, what the fuck? Where is my where is my hair? There's, I can count them with my phone. Just look at like 17, 18, 19. <laughs> lost three more. Fuck. So, uh, I think so. Yeah, I got the Wolverine claws, shoulder cannon, predator style. I don't know if we can wet wear that into my my neural whatever, but I mean, there's it's gonna, gonna be, be hard to put shirts on. Fuck shirts, bro. Fuck shirts. <laughs> you want to laugh at my That's tits? why he gets the ab implant, so he doesn't yeah. need shirts. No, there no, we no, go. Nothing, nothing like that. Nothing's that superficial. If you laugh at my man tits, I'm blowing up your Honda. <laughs> with, a, with a plasma ball. I don't give a shit. If you laugh at go, my man tits, I'm blowing up your Honda. And when they're <laughs> standing on slack jaw. That is a catchphrase. Yeah. From Big Jim's superhero persona. That, <laughs> bro, man. That's the that's gonna be the name of my autobiography. Yeah, right. That's the tagline. Outstanding. Uh um, I think well it's Amber, what, what you got anything that you would change or, or augment? Yeah. Hold on, I'm blowing up your Honda. I'm writing that down. Before you answer, though, just understand that you really can't improve on the Mona Lisa, but go ahead if you'd like to try. Thank you. Um, So a friend of mine. Eddie Haskell, baby. A friend of mine had um, her breast reduction done right before COVID hit, and he did a wonderful job. They look fantastic. And um, the doctors here, I have his name, so that's very likely what I would be getting anyway. Um, But if we're, so something outside of like, that I've been wanting for years anyway. Um, I would maybe, maybe um, purse up my lips a little bit. Cause like my top lip is really thin. So maybe just to have a little more of a pout. So yeah, not just like a, just a little bit of injectable. Not yeah. like the Cenobite, the chatterbox or whatever. Not, not, not no, not no, 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 nothing like that. Just okay. a little, just a little bit of add a little, a little puffiness. Okay. Yeah. Just a little filler. collagen or whatever but you gotta keep getting that though don't you yeah yeah i think it's every 
Ooh, I don't know. Cause there's different ones. I think Restylane is the safest or the least. I don't remember, but there's another YouTuber I watch and she's talking about it all the time, but she's got like big, like she's got like big lips. And I'm like, I just want a little, a little poof, you know, but I'm also all for, um, a little maintenance. So like when the time comes, get a little Botox or whatever. Like I'm not, I'm not against that at all. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Again, not enough to wanna, freeze your face, but I just want to fix my hair and I would love to do a full scale implant for teeth. So does Ryan. Yeah. And I would love to have them interchangeable so I could put in like black denters that just make my teeth all fucking black and gnarly looking so I can have a black tooth grin. (laughs) Why why not just lose a tooth? A lot easier. I mean, a fist can do that. It's fine. Lost a few of them already there, bud. James, would you care to volunteer to punch Danny in the face to knock out a tooth? Balls no, but I can, oh, that I smile. can hire some people because <laughs> I don't do want him to see it coming. I've <laughs> put, no, I've had to put too much work into the front teeth to keep them mm-hmm. looking somewhat normal. Um, the back teeth missing a bunch over here, missing all four wisdom teeth. And I have so much fucking silver in my mouth over here that it's ridiculous. So yeah, Dude, I know you can bite a werewolf. You can bite yeah, a werewolf. Yeah. And I will fuck me up a werewolf. Uh, yeah. Turn them back now, to a human. Tragically, every full moon, that werewolf then turns into Danny. Yeah. <laughs> and then just wanders the countryside, just shredding on a guitar. That'd be awesome. Just like that his hairline's receding faster than fucking his skills are growing. <laughs> <laughs> Only werewolf, but, but, but just killing it on the guitar. <laughs> it's not the full moon. It's the half moon. Because let's face it, you know, <laughs> that makes sense. Yes. Okay. So it's, it's all, like that's the- all this world needs, Jim, is a bunch of fucking wear dannies. Yes, it does. Wannies? Can we call Wannies. them wannies? Wannies. wannies. I was going to say a weredolf. Weredolf? Weredolf. Like wolf, but dolf. Dolf? It doesn't sound okay. It sounded better much? in my head. <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> No, you yeah, that, great, that, sweetie. that totally makes sense, though, that uh, so this it's like underworld. So there's like a lot of lichens. Yeah. But like now we've got this one outlier that's been bitten by Danny. And now every uh, half moon, he, he can't show his face amongst his comrades because like, you know, he's he's like all wolfed out. But he's got like this like chrome top. <laughs> he's like super- receding back as he he's changes. What's the guy? What's the guitarist from uh, Bruce Springsteen that wears like uh, all the fucking head scarves? Yeah, and yeah, shit? yeah, yeah. Steve Van Zandt. Yeah, <laughs> he's got some Van Zandt head scarves. Yeah, yeah, him. yeah. Well, and I again, just... it's one of those things too, where it's like when the moon hits and they start to change. You know, it's all dramatic, but they start just losing gleams. their hair. Yeah, werewolves get hair. And they... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just start shedding hair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just dropping off clumps off of this part just up to the crow's nest you know and just a little bit of the island treatment as well so you know i'm trying to rewrite bad moon rising in my head for danny a half moon rising i see (laughs) a bald head showing (laughs) james when you get your green light with hulu for your show uh just just drop a mention about this other show that you might be working on i was a teenage where danny yeah 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 or no, no, I was a middle-aged balding where Danny. That might be it's a it's a wordy title. It's a work in progress, but you know, we're gonna try and whittle it down. I was a middle-aged fuck. 
Damn it. <laughs> Middle-aged fuck? Mm, I don't know. Might not work in the uh, Midwest, but we'll, we'll find a way around It'll it. It'll sell in the younger crowds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it will. Just put an asterisk in place of the U. It'll be fine. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. No, honestly, I think that's probably about it, though. As far I as like, plastic surgery is concerned, that's about I as far as I think I would delve. Because I'm fucking beautiful. And humble. Thank it's you. Your, your humble nature that really attracts people. Yeah. I'm humble head. as fuck. I'm the humblest motherfucker you know. Getting a, sol- getting a solid glare off that quarter moon, though. Um, Watch your eyes. <laughs> I'm blinding the kids. Get down, kids. Yeah, please, just let, please adjust let, your light. <laughs> just let the guests know when they come on to wear like ski goggles so that the glare doesn't, you know, give them like flash burn. See, full head of hair when I stop the light from showing my dome. Just saying. <laughs> no, I'm wearing it. Danny, we all have a full head of hair in the dark. I have a full head of hair in yes, a bag I next do. to my bed. <laughs> yeah, but that's not yours. True, but one day. <laughs> I'll just send you guys some hair and then you can just lay it over your head. Oh, fuck yeah. All right. We're all making Samantha dolls. (laughs) (laughs) Now, are we doing the Patreon plea already? Okay. (laughs) You can choose the size of your hair doll that is made with 100% Samantha. And you had mentioned about uh, uh, breast reduction uh, surgery, which uh, as and I know that yeah, I can speak yeah, confidently for you know the the male gender, uh, that the breast reduction needers of the guy, world. Well, well, guys, you know, are are always of the mindset that you know bigger boobs are better boobs and and whatnot, but they don't understand that all of that problems. awesome eye candy that you're staring at is not weightless. Yeah, is, exactly. It makes life very difficult. And if you want to know what it's like, you know, there should be some kind of a simulator. Like, you know, like if I was a judge and some guy was like in front of me for doing some lewd and, and this lascivious act to, to a woman or whatever, I'll be like, okay, you have to wear these like milk jugs around your neck. And then you got to jog up and down stairs while women get to make, you know, horrible comments at you. And you get to deal with that back pain because yeah. that's a lot of it. They don't, uh, guys don't understand that. It pulls yeah. your fucking spine out of alignment because there's all this extra, you know, you there in the front, you know, making the sweater look amazing. Just saying. <laughs> but, you know, when it comes to that, um, that surgery in particular, it is very much needed. And I know with as much pressure is put on women about their appearance and their looks and everything else that to do that is a very big deal because they're not sure if uh, there was a, Weird parallel to draw. There's an episode of Roseanne where <laughs> Roseanne had to get breast reduction surgery and she was afraid that Dan wasn't going to, you know, see her the same way that he used to. And there's a lot of that that will go into it. If you have a significant other, even if it isn't ever spoken of and the person tries to reassure them that that's not how they feel, that might be how the person that had the procedure done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of that said, I remember, I think I was working at the porn store at the time where we this topic kind of came up. Because uh, one of my coworkers was blessed with just horrible arthritis, um, and both boobs. Kidding. Uh, she's <laughs> I was trying to be nice about it. She had huge, you just you know, bottles of aspirin for her back pain. And so uh, she was talking about how she wanted to get the surgery done, 
And another coworker that was there, who was a, uh, also a woman, uh, was not as endowed in that capacity. And so the conversation came, could it be possible to donate your, like, okay, can I give like two cup sizes to my friend over here? You know, like it's coming from. You know, <laughs> I used to make know. jokes like that all the time. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sitting there, I'm dying laughing. I'm just like, you know, is, is it possible? Could there, could that be a thing? Could we do like a boob transplant? Jim's got boobs to share. Oh God! Just are you talking about? He's the, gonna the blow up your Honda now. Or? Don't laugh at my man boobs. Or blow up your Honda. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and laugh. I don't care. Any import car is fair game, as far as I'm concerned. Volvo. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it's like a damage it. I'll just hit it with my. Gun. <laughs> you know, those fucking. I appreciate you, Jim. Yeah, thank you. My eyes are man boobs. Apparently. Well, yeah. I mean. Not when he's going to be walking. <laughs> a lot of time to think about your life choices and the shit you say, buddy. Just means it'll hopefully, save me from having man boobs. I mean, you know, you're kind of doing me a favor. Hopefully he doesn't kick you out of the car during a half moon. Well, and think about it. Like, because he would grow hair the, back, though, I think. The underworld universe, they would have vampires, and the glare from your dome would like, <sighs> like they wouldn't be able to withstand it. So you could have like a daywalker kind of a thing. Like you have this extra power, you know, you're just diminished because your, you know, your skull is exposed. I Did think. anyone ever put it together in vampiric folklore that the moonlight is reflected sunlight, and if sunlight's supposed to be fatal, they wouldn't even be able to go out at night. Of course not. You've just ruined everything. Thanks, Danny. Thank you, Danny. That's not yes. the lore. You Danny. can thank science, but sure. I mean, um, I'm sorry. I live in a rural area of of like the Midwest. Oh, Professor, I don't believe in science. What is this science you're talking about? That is not real. There are flaws in the scientific method. You hellbound creature, you. How can we trust this science? <laughs> sure. Is there a school that they went to to learn all this science from? I did my are own those... research. Yeah. You're worshiping yeah. scientists, and the Bible warns against worshiping false idols. Listen, my professor is Tucker Carlson. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You poor, poor thing. <laughs> Mr. Shit. Professor. Now I'm going to blow up your car. <laughs> all your hondas are getting blown up you'll have a lot of time to think about that response when you're walking true but again if you see a, a pudgy guy with man boobs and wolverine claws and a shoulder mounted cannon you really shouldn't fuck with him i'm just saying on what principle is that old dane cook thing like thanks for the candy like just be nice to the weird guy <laughs> fair fair yeah, at every new job, go find the weird guy and talk to them because they're the ones that are going to come in with the shotgun. Is that why everyone talks to me at work? It's very likely. Hmm. I've been uh, I've been job hunting as of uh, late, and it is no end of aggravation, uh, mostly with just the applicational process. Now, we all are told that you know your resume is very important you need to keep it up to date it needs to be accurate and then a solid list of your your abilities Recent and skills partners. and stuff that you can do yeah who told uh, you that lie well you know something eye-catching so that when you submit it 
to uh, whichever job that you're trying to get, they can, you know, at a glance be like, okay, so I you see know, here, blah, 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 blah. Um, the problem being though, is when you apply to these jobs, usually, you know, mostly done online now, you, first thing you do is you submit your resume, right? And it's got all your fucking information on it. And they're like, thank you for submitting your resume. Just have a couple of questions for you. First question, what is your name? Uh, Pretty sure it was on my fucking resume, but whatever. Exactly. Uh, you remember the previous page that we were on? Yeah. Right? That's got the oh, big, right big piece of paper. Big piece of paper. Right? My name is Huge Franco Magnifico. I'm the greatest cockfighter in New Mexico, but you won't find that on my resume. All right. Next question. What's your address? On Also on the- Three, two, one, not your fucking business unless you're reading my resume. Third question. Uh, what's your work history? Fuck face. I'm right. <laughs> the goddamn Reza motherfucking Ray. Okay? <laughs> Is that an old Latin phrase for ah, just fucking with you? Like, why, why have I wasted so much time of my life trying to make sure that my resume is, you know, current, valid, and up to date, and, and like eye-catching, and all the things that you need when you Jim, the reason they ask these questions, it's not that they haven't read your resume. It's you just can't blurt out what's your bra size. You've got to lead into that. Otherwise, it's weird. First of all, when I got my job at Victoria's Secret, that was, uh, as they called it, a very, uh, what they call it, aggressively curious question. And I think that that was a compliment to me, first off. But I just recently had a situation where I applied for a job wherein I submitted my resume, followed by the lengthy, basically it's like all your shit's condensed on one page and then they want you to write it out longhand in the fuck visually. So I go through and I jump through that hoop. I get call back like okay we'd like you to come in for an interview fantastic i show up for my interview what's the first thing they have me do fill out a goddamn application <laughs> oh like, my god oh my god really and i'm sitting there grinding my fucking you know my teeth into molars or teeth into powder and like just trying to just get through i'm like just like the pen is going through multiple pages of the fucking resume as i'm trying to do it I'm like i need another one and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm just like, oh, it's fine. It doesn't matter anyway. I, apparently, they just get shoved into the same fucking void. But, you know, it's just it an is. aggravating uh, and, and woefully unnecessary process. I liked it before when it was like, oh, this place is hiring. You walked in there with a resume. You were a human being. You looked at another human being. You said, here's this. I'll fill out this shit one time. And that's all you'll need. If you need to make copies of it, we have that technology also. Yeah, but what of, else was cool about the olden days? Wow. Well, I'm glad I can, you know, try to bring this uh, to the table just to have a shit on. Thank you. Appreciate it. Gladly. I don't no, know what just happened. Honestly, Jim, I'm with you 100%. <laughs> I am confused. Because <laughs> it's been a couple of months now, and I'm at, like, fucking mad desperation's door, and I'm really fucking pissed at the fact that this is the process. Yeah. And then I got to jump through this fucking same goddamn hoop again and a fuck again and a fuck again just to get told, eh, no thanks. Yep. Yeah. For like have you done, Jim, have you done the ones where it's like you upload your resume and then it like automatically fills in the application? 
from the resume with stuff from your resume and you just have to go through and like correct it because everything's in the wrong places yeah because i've had experiences where it's just completely jacked and you gotta especially go your work anyway. history like it's uh, like, like your work school. history like the first one's correct but then the next one has like the duties from the first one yeah and you have to go through and then you have to rewrite everything i just started keeping my resume open and just copy and paste and copy and paste it was just faster but yeah and then you do all that and then you go in and you still have to fill out a physical application and you're like well i just spent fucking two hours of my life filling out the online can't you just print that out and i'll sign it yeah which by the way i started doing (laughs) what a lot of companies now do is when you put in your resume for consideration, you fill out all the stuff. No one even looks at it. It goes through an automated system where it just picks up keywords. And then if you match enough keywords, then it puts you through to someone to review the resume. So a lot of times it's just, and so what you've got to do is just fill your resume. Don't even like, just put all the, a whole list of like keywords. Like when you tag your TikTok <laughs> video, just <laughs> with hashtag I've done shit. <laughs> you, uh, I'm just fucking putting ridiculous shit in there now. Like HR director for uh, the Justice League. Um, I don't oh, know, yeah. like a uh, female body inspector for uh, some cloning facility, right? Just well, because and honestly, it's I'm you know, still uh, curious why you quit that HR job. I mean, you were working with the Justice League. Because they're yeah. a bunch of pretentious cocksuckers. I mean, and that okay, Batman, yeah, you didn't have your own office. You had to share with fucking Robin, but... And straw man. Well, you know, honestly, though, Jim, like, I know what you're talking about. Because, I mean, before I got the job that I'm working now, um, I was, you know, scattershotting the ever-living fuck out of Indeed. And, yeah. you know, late-night job searches where I just would <laughs> see, like, bare minimum information go, fuck it, yep, fuck it, yep. And one of the times I got on there, I uh, I tried to look at my resume that I put on there, which actually was a really nice file that, you know, I had done up and made it look really nice and things like that. And what got transferred over was just garbage. And so what I ended up doing was like, fuck it. So I went into Indeed and I was like, create new resume. And I created a resume in the site matching all of the stuff that I have in mind. And then I re-uploaded it as my resume and yeah, I never had a problem after that because it was a matter of upload your Indeed resume. It's like, well, fucking do it. Here's what I find most interesting about this whole thing, Jim, is that given the, the apparent lack of um, workforce, you're not getting a job. Yeah. Well, that doesn't surprise like reducing me. Reducing hours yeah. and and everything because they they don't have enough people. They don't have enough staff. Well, that's that's the problem, right? It's it's that's what's happening and what is being said is happening are kind of two very different things. Um, I'm running into a similar situation. Like I'm a veteran with two degrees, and I've had two interviews in six months. Yeah. So people are asking for way too much. <laughs> I saw someone post a job, a corporate job, <laughs> entry level, but required seven years experience in the field. Well, yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? So um, you guys have heard of all these fraud cases that are happening against companies because 
they're claiming things to get their PPP loans forgiven, but it's not true. So a lot mm. of companies are putting up fake wanted signs to show, hey, we're looking for people, but we can't find enough people. Oh, and then they get their PPP loan um, forgiven because they can't find the employees Got to, that. they can't find the employees to fill those positions. Yeah. So then their loan is forgiven and those jobs aren't real. They're not actually looking for people. And that's what I'm running into a lot. There's actually a lot of companies that I applied for that got hit with that fraud. And the fraud department, like federal fraud, like government is, is getting on their asses and it's, it's being taken care of, but you don't know if what you're applying for is, is real. legitimate. Yeah. yeah. And this has been happening for months. And like I said, <laughs> better with two degrees. I can't get a call back. I've yeah. had two interviews in six months and my savings is going and I am in the same position. So it's just like, it's so stressful. That's why I have all this here because of stress. Yeah. So, yeah. But, the, but that's why, like, if anyone who's in this situation, don't feel bad. You are not the problem. No. There is nothing wrong with you. Keep trying. You will find something. And that's what I keep having to tell myself because I'm going to have a panic attack um, <laughs> here soon. And we're waiting, like, Ryan's waiting on an offer. But it's, we haven't heard from them in a month, but he was told like star candidate and everything like that. He's waiting on an offer. And a lot of people won't even like they did the interviews in December, but they might not even hire someone until the second month or Q2. Yeah. yeah. Like, we need to know that. <laughs> Tell us. Yeah. So it's just, you know, I'm waiting for an offer from previous like large corporation. I haven't heard from them in a month and a half. Well, yeah, and I'm not and it's, going it's, to. it's weird too, because it's like a lot of these companies are in, cause January is like December, January is when they, you know, you really want to start looking for people, but your budget, your budget for the year may not come through until February, March, right. or even April. Like I know my company, our budget doesn't come in until like mid February. Mm -hmm. And right now we're sitting on a bunch of busted equipment that we can't fix till the budget comes in. Yep. You know? But just know that there's nothing wrong with you. Like, Jim, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong yeah. with your oh. resume. There's nothing wrong. You're like, I've had my resume professionally done because it was one Same. of the services that my previous company provided when they um, got rid of my position. So <laughs> like that's, you know, and so everything's been updated and, you know, it's just. The thing ugh. that's caused the, the yeah. most damage, I'd say probably to my, my mental health has been that you know, I was working as a welder for a while and then COVID hit and shut everything the fuck down. And so trying try to crawl out of that, you know, I started looking for the same kind of shitty jobs that I knew I wasn't going to like anyway, just fucking more factory and grunt work, which isn't anything that I can't do. It's just, you know, th there's no sense of, you know, uh, I don't know. It just, it's my, it, it just, after a while, it's, I know that this isn't going to be the job for me, right. but it's one that I can get. Yeah. And so when I got in with, the uh, dispensary there was a sense of fulfillment there because i was actually helping people and people right. were coming in there in pain and with like lots of issues and whatnot and i could you know uh you know benefit them in some way by by offering whatever i could and when i left there uh i felt like i was leaving for all the right reasons i was leaving because i had given them everything that i could and it just i mean I, they were giving me 27 fucking hours a week like i couldn't exist on that 
and they saw no real need to move me or advance me to to full time. And they just kind of like, all right, well, if you if you're unhappy with the 27 fucking hours you're getting, then, you know, yeah. uh, you know, we're sorry to see you go. We're, we apologize for the oversight. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. But now I'm back to applying for all these jobs that I know are just shit and garbage. And I'm not I shouldn't say that because, you know, people that work them, uh, that's your job. That's your job. If you love it, great. But I know it's not going to be for me. And I can't even get those to call me back uh, with anything more than just a, you know, we've reviewed your application and, you know, we're going to go with somebody else. I'm like, your post said urgently hiring all ships. And yet, you know, I can't even get so much as a second glance most of the time. And so, you know that's the realization that I've come to is I know there's nothing wrong on this end. Like I'm standing here revving in the, the, the ready line waiting to go. And I can't get anything really to kind of, you know, call back. And the worst part about being unemployed, mm. I guess, is when everyone's coming out of the world, we're like, well, have you tried this? Have you applied here? Have you applied? To well, I heard these people are high. I heard those people are hiring. It's like, thank you. I appreciate, you know, you're, you're, you're wanting to kind of, throw in some, some possible, you know, whatever. And I have taken some of those suggestions and, and, you know, pursued them to the same end, unfortunately, but you just feel like you're now walking around as this, you know, uh, Charlie Brown figure when it's like, I know what I'm worth. And I know what I bring to the fucking table. I just can't get the, you know, any traction to, to put that to work anywhere. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of where, you know, the, the frustration of all things are at, you know, I, I, Jim, I can totally identify because uh, after I was shown the door at KUFO, the the next almost three years, it was I have I hadn't been that depressed since I was in fucking high school, and it's all these people you know telling you about these jobs and stuff, and at the time we were in a recession too, so it made it harder. Um, but when you can't get a job pumping gas and everyone's telling you about these jobs and you're applying and it's like, look, I know you're trying to help, but I've already considered everything that you're talking about. And I can show you the laundry list of rejection emails. Oh yeah. That wreaks havoc on your brain too. You know, and you know, and at the time, like, uh, Bree and I had only been married like a year and a half, like we were still newlyweds and getting it from her parents was brutal because I wasn't about to go, Hey, you guys shut the fuck up. I know all this, right? I'm doing all the stuff. And at the time I I was looking largely for radio, but I was looking for anything just to get some money coming in. Because I figured if I could get something, I can keep applying for radio until something, you know, knocks loose. I had one non-radio interview. One. Every place else, I got very polite. You're not quite what we're looking for. At a gas station, I got a polite, you're not what I'm looking for. Yeah. And it was like, it, it wreaks havoc on your psyche because it's like, if I'm not good enough to pump gas what am i good i couldn't get hired at mcdonald's yeah like i put my resume in at mcdonald's that's how desperate i was and heard nothing nothing 
for for almost three years, I heard nothing. I had I had a handful of radio interviews and only one non-radio interview. And it was gut-wrenching. So to finally land something, even though like I knew in the back of my mind I didn't want that job, because yeah. I had applied for that job three times, been rejected been rejected three times and the only reason they called me is because the guy they were going to hire decided against it at the last minute mm. so there were so many red flags and yet i packed up the bags and moved to montana <laughs> because yeah. it was a fucking job yep yeah. so yeah i i don't envy you at all and you i do. really i really hope for the best for you and i know you're gonna land on your feet you always do but yeah i i fully identify with you dude i i know how damaging it is because your self-worth just drops totally yep yeah and there's there's nothing anyone can do or say to to you know fix that it just has to you just have to go through it yeah what is it the, the only way to get over it is through or what however that yeah. phrase goes yeah and that that sucks and it's yeah yeah but yeah, yeah you're it, it does wreak havoc on your psyche and that's the the real tragedy i think uh a lot of times is just how many good assets to companies get lost due to whatever you know, horse fuckery or, or whatever. When, uh, speaking of like the radio station, when I worked there with James, I'm trying to put the fucking charger in here. There we go. When I worked, uh, was working at the station uh, with James and trying to learn the job at a running pace and be on the air and everything else. Uh, I would not have survived if it wasn't for people like James, uh, flat out, uh, because they, you know, you and they took the time to help me, you know, get the understanding of everything and, you know, the patience of dealing with, I did that thing again that I wasn't supposed to do that you told me specifically <laughs> not to do, but I thought <laughs> if I did it this time, that would actually be the thing. God damn it, Jim. I got that a lot too. Uh, <laughs> you know, my, the thing that I saw more than anything else was just how much people like you and people like uh, uh, Bridget Livergood, uh, who since got married and changed her last name, unfortunately. Oh, that's an awesome last name. Livergood. Hell of a drinker too. But she was the <laughs> fucking, she was the spine of that, of their, uh, of their websites. Like without her, like six stations would have gone down. Um, and she worked her ass off uh, for that place, uh, you know, with very little in the way of incentive or encouragement. And uh, seeing the same thing with James, like, you know, the, anything that they needed done, it was, it was understood that if we put it in, on James's desk, it'd be done and done quickly and done right, usually the first time. Unless, you know, some asshole upstairs in sales was like, oh, no, we got to change it to kittens or some dumb shit. Uh, but even that, like, if there was an emergency that would pop up, it would be put on James's desk and it would be taken care of. And, you know, you hope, your hope is that all of that 
consistency and that saving their ass again and a fuck again is somewhere planting some seed with somebody in hopes that, you know, when it comes time to be like, well, no, we can't, we can't let them go. They're, they're, <laughs> they're very important. Uh, even yeah, though we don't ever tell them. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's like some kind of a subliminal thing that management came up with years ago to be like, well, if we encourage them, then they might ask for more money. So if we just keep them constantly broken and downtrodden, we can continue to, to, to you know, extrapolate more work and not have to pay them more. Or so, everything's going really great well, and, and you're looking at a, a bright future and then your program director leaves and you get a real shit he'll come in. So and he takes your ideas and shows you the door. Here's the thing. And this is something Man. that had come to my attention recently. Um, where I worked before, um, that's exactly what they would do. You know, they would keep you angry. They would keep you frustrated. They would keep you irritated, but you would produce because you were told to and never really given a chance for movement above your station or even to a higher pay grade, unless you fucking screamed about it. But even then they only gave you the bare minimum bump. I mean, for fuck's sake, I spent 14 years at an entry level job and what was disappointing and surprising was moving from that company to bake Mark, which was the job I had before this one. Um, my work ethic never changed and they fucking loved me. They didn't want to lose me, but I just couldn't physically do the job anymore. It was just a matter of, <laughs> I last a year at this, I'll be done physically. So it was one of those things where it's like, I had to make the, you know, executive choice to keep looking for something else. And then I found this place and I started working there. And again, nothing about my work ethic ever changed. I was still, Hey, let's get it done. Let's, you know, whatever you guys need, we'll take care of it. We got this. And they actually appreciated it. And it was really kind of gobsmacking for me how much cerebral bullshit my longest standing job did to me in the respects that they made me complicit with my lowest rung position and were non-concerned about losing me even though i had my hands in every aspect of that job i knew everything about it there was to know i knew six different steps down the production line and why it was important for me to do my job better or a certain way that when engineers would come to me I was schooling them on why shit needed to happen this way. And again, nothing about my work ethic ever changed, but according to them, I was interchangeable and there was no respect paid at all. So when they, you know, indefinitely laid me off, it was the greatest fucking thing they ever did to me because honestly, I'd still fucking be there and I'd still be getting beaten into submission day in and day out mentally and physically. And I would be happy to have a job. Yeah. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. That's not the way it ever should have been. We shouldn't be thankful we have a job. Well, Jobs and we're should be thankful that. they have people like us who actually give a fuck about what we do day in and day out. And we're seeing Thanks. that change right now. It's changing slowly, but it is changing because so many the the one good thing you can say about this pandemic is that it's made people realize their worth because for so long we, we would just do our jobs because we were told and we believed we're lucky to have a job. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, because of the pandemic and the greatest mistake that Trump allowed was paying people extra to be unemployed because people were like, shit, I'm making way more sitting on my ass. I mean, I'd rather be working because my fucking kids and my wife are driving me nuts, but I'm making way more sitting on my ass than I was busting my hump at this job. And that's why unemployment is the way it is, because a lot of people are like, nah, you're not really offering, you know, a livable wage. And honestly, I don't want to come back doing five people's jobs. I'll come back and do two people's jobs, but you got to really fucking pay me for it. You know, that's all changing now. And I think in the next five years, you're going to see some significant changes as far as, you know, uh, how companies um, pay their, their employees. And I think, I think we're going to go back to, you know, pre-recession in the aughts days you know, where people are going to be making a livable wage, you know, well, I, I think people are finding we're, we're on the, we're on the, you know, the downside of it. So, and people are finding a lot more creative and interesting uh, ways to make money online anyway. Yep. And that's just the way of the future. That's just the way things are going to go. Ryan and I have put a lot into educating ourselves on how to do certain things and how to make money online. And it's slow going at first, but you know, it takes a lot of upfront work. Yeah. So, but hoping one day the, uh, that'll pay off. Yeah. I guess the most important thing uh, for anybody listening to take away from this would be uh, don't put the, uh, the, the fault on you um, during this, this difficult time. Obviously, uh, you know, when there is that, like Danny was saying, when there's that much access to, um, you know, resources without any effort. Some people are going to take advantage of it, but some people want to work. Some people want yeah. to go and, you know, to a place and feel like they're contributing to something. Uh, I know that might sound, you know, whatever. I don't give a shit. It's, no. it's how some people are just wired. You know, they can't just sit around and do nothing all day. Um, and so, you know, if you're out there and you're hunting and you're, you're, off, you're in the hunt the same as all of us, um, just know that as difficult as it is that when the thing finally does break loose and you can finally get in somewhere, um, the hardest part is going to be not carrying that resentment into the new job. Yep. Um, yep. that's a, that's a big thing that, uh, I used to shoot myself in the foot and, uh, you know, usually back when I was drinking, but, uh, yeah, you're just, you're still pissed and, you know, frustrated at the fact that this is what you have to settle for as opposed to getting something that you'd want to do. And so going in there, it's just, you're, you're making that hill much more harder for yourself to climb. Yeah. Um, so just do your best to try. It's like a relationship. Yes. You've been hurt in the past and you've been tricked and lied to and taken for granted and taken advantage of. And when you thought everything was, was fine and, and hunky dory, your job was looking you in the face, telling you, I love you every single day. And it's totally fine. All the while, they're courting some other slap dick that's going to come in and take your job um, when you just get, you know, uh, frustrated with the situation. Um, I know that there'll be a, a job that we will find, hopefully, all of us. And, you know, at some point you get to have that job where getting up in the morning isn't a Herculean effort. Right. And, you know, you're not 
dreading Fridays because, you know, you can't even enjoy the weekend because the whole time you're just hating the fact that you got to go back on Monday. Yep. You know, those jobs do exist where you are actually excited to get there. And the people that you work with are not, oh, what's the word? Numb well, shits. Or happy that you're there, if nothing else. Yeah. And, you know, they, I'll be honest with you again, I'm the same way. I don't get me wrong. When I was on my first bit of layoff from precision, you know, I, I was riding the unemployment, you know, joy wagon for a while and it got close to the time when my unemployment would have to be re-upped. Now I knew in my heart of hearts, I was going to be able to re-up my unemployment. No problem. But a part of me was like, no, I got to I got to start getting back out there. I got to do something that's more consistent and more reliable mm-hmm. as far as like for me, it's like a, a job to me is just reliable income. That's it, because I'll always show up. I'll always do the job. And so long as they don't have a problem with me as a person, um, I'll have that job probably until the day I die. But that's what it was for me. It was like, no, it's time. I mean, again, during quarantine, I had a great time because I was working, but I was working on shit I wanted to work on. And it was wonderful for me because I was still getting up early in the morning. I was still, you know, getting my breakfast ready and stuff like that. And then I'd go to work for nine, 10 hours, but it was projects that I wanted to do. So it wasn't actually work. It was just fun. But again, it got to that point where it's like, I got to get out there. I got to do something. And that's when I took the first thing that came to me. And that was Bakemark, the, you know, the fucking uh, warehouse gig. And I didn't want it. And I knew it was going to suck, but I didn't quite grasp how painful it was going to be on my body. Mm. Because like precision, I had gotten used to a certain level of physical usage you know it was still heavy lifting and it was still a lot of aches and pains and things like that but i think over the many years i had done it i had gotten so used to it that it became muscle memory rather than learning how to use new muscles and bakemark was learning new muscles it was a whole new can of worms that i had never opened and it was at such a breakneck speed that it was like in order for me to maintain keeping this job i have to break myself and yeah, I worked it. And then I realized I couldn't anymore. And that's when I shot out to other places. And I said, I don't care what it is. I need a desk job. And I don't care if it's answering phones in a fucking call center. I don't give a fuck anymore. I need to not be using my body anymore because I can't. It will not end well for me. And I was fortunate. I was fortunate in that the company I work for now called me up and they're like, hey, we're willing to give you a shot. And it's like fucking a right. And I took it rather than with all the old disdains from precision. I just, I walked into it saying, this is just a new experience, a new chapter, something different, you know, than it ever was before. And in that it became actually a lot of fun right out the gate. And for me, it was a matter of that's what put me in the right mindset to excel at this job as I have. Sorry, I was saying it was like Friday the 13th, part seven, the new blood. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was new blood. The best. But it was one of those things where. Fuck you, Jim. Four is the best. <laughs> Fuck All you, right. Jervis. Um, 
Uh, guys, we got to wrap this up. Samantha, you want to do the Patreon, please? I guess so. You got That's this, Sam. Spirit. I believe in you. So, for all of you lucky little ducks who still have a job <laughs> and you have a little extra income, why not give it to us poor schmucks? You know what? I, I'll make a deal with you. We talked about hair earlier. We're going to do some, we're going to add something to the tiers. Like the first tier of our Patreon, let's add um, a little bit of Sam's leg hair. Just like one strip. I'll just, I'll let it grow out like two weeks and then just like, bam, there we go. And then the next one, let's just do a little armpit hair. You know, just shave a little bit there, you know, right there. Get a little, and it'll be fine. <laughs> be fun. Be fun. Good time. And then top tier, you know, I have hair that goes down to my waist. You know, just just tell me how much you want. You know, we'll, we'll send you a lock. And then donate a thousand bucks. You know, you can choose what kind of hair you want. <laughs> Point. It comes I don't from know. Danny's body. <laughs> we're gonna draw a name from one Just of the guys. The top of my head. We're gonna draw a name from one of the guys for a thousand bucks, and then you get one of their body hair parts. <laughs> I love how like it only takes two weeks of growth for your leg hair to be edible. Well, that's that's how much it is to like. You want at least two weeks, and you want at least two weeks for waxing. At least yeah. I know that's what it is for like the Brazilian area. So I assume the legs are similar. Uh, you I want also to want to qualify that when we draw the name out and you get one of the guys, you get their hair, not the hair body part. The hair from the, the hair from body a part. body part. Solid clarification. Just not Stone. the head. That shit's sacred. I so gotta keep the, what I got. When I decided to give thousand dollars to Patreon, I was a promised body part for hair <laughs> all i know God. all i know patreon if you donate two million dollars to this show i will we'll give fire you a Danny. lock of hair from the top of my head <laughs> sacred they can, can shave sacred. all of us patreon if you donate two million dollars we will fire danny that's $2 all it will dollars. take okay Wow. $2 million, all of us will shave one leg and put it in a big pot. And then there you go. <laughs> you know what? I would do that. <laughs> so for that. you guys, I pot would pot shave party? one of my legs. It's it's a mix of all of us. So you get a piece of every single cast member. I mean, if you're into voodoo dolls, you got us all by the short and curlies. <laughs> Pun literally intended. For $10 million, <laughs> we'll fire Big Jim. Are, yeah. are we curious why we That's have right. no Patreons? Because I mean, I can debunk <laughs> it pretty easily. This this tier system, I feel, is is a little broken <laughs> and needs a little right. more streamlining. Yeah, if you're hiring dollars, we'll fire you. Fucking... <laughs> Wait, no. If they there's not enough money in the world to fire Sam, sorry. Oh, just... You know. Well, I mean, no, you can try, and Sam fires back. That's the problem. <laughs> True. For six million dollars, my Honda has a bazooka. Sam will quit this show <laughs> because she'll be good and run away. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> oh, 
Oh, that's funny. No, okay, so we'll just go back to our normal tiers. So just go check those out at patreon.com. Yeah, patreon.com slash not another Patreon. And, and um, Sam's leg hair could be yours. No, yeah, so we're going back to our original. Just look at those Pandora's tiers. Bomb. No going back. Wanting, no going back. Yeah, people are going to be wanting hair. Yeah. It's going to be this new thing. Don't king shit. Well, then. All these find, me on all, find me on allthingsworn.com and I'll give you some hair there. No, I'm there we there's go. I want just a weird picture if there's like a filter we could use that makes us appear hairless. Yes. <laughs> just like, you know, I doing the show used to be fun, but I am just, I'm so smooth right now. <laughs> I would just, I'd love a little friction, if you know what I mean. Just a little bit. I have given everything to this fucking show. Blood, sweat, tears, follicle roots, everything. Lots of tears. Is that like My anything like friction Samantha? How much for the eyebrows? Ooh. Ooh. Asking for a friend who's trying to complete his Samantha doll. Shut up, James. Let's go away. with 200 and eyebrows. So 400 for both. That's how much, how much to watch you pluck them? Oh, ow. Them. Whoa, <laughs> hold on. That's like a soft trap. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> Pluck this poundage of hair with this one tweezer to release the key. And you have four minutes to do it. You're just like pluck, 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 pluck. Fuck. And there's just spraying like lemon juice at you. Oh well, Danny had to go, so juices, I guess. Yeah, all the plucking. It's a trigger. It's a trigger for Danny. You guys didn't see him yakking. Just gagging uh, away. Uh, <laughs> you guys got to uh, stop. Uh. I don't like to blah, blah. You stop talking about this or I'm going to leave, take my ball and go home. <laughs> take my razor and go home. Your tweezers. Uh, yeah. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much for uh, listening to us. And we'll talk to you next week with uh, David Mort. From all things Z. Yeah. Yay. See ya. Bye. Love you. And oh, usually James just sort of fixes this <laughs> Yeah, once he stops recording. Thank you for listening to Not Another Podcast. There are so many places for you to find us outside of www.notanotherpodcast.com. For instance, you can find us on Facebook at Not Another Podcast. You can also find us on Tumblr at www.notanotherpodcast.tumblr.com. You can also find me, Samantha Stark, on Twitter at SamanthaStark3. And you can find James on Twitter as well under James Spooky, spelled with an I-E, not a Y. And you wanted it, you asked for it, you got it. You can also find us now on iTunes under, you guessed it, Not Another Podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out, Not Another Podcasters.